I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a absent father to this podcast. Uh, that you guys were showing robot bastard uh, behind the scenes stuff. Correct. Yeah, we were filming a little time with that, and that's. that's Did what... I talk about how much how much I wanted to die in that costume? <laughs> it looked hot and sweaty. It really did. Okay, so if anybody's seen Robot Bastard or just watched those clips, uh, the costume we shot in a, in a warehouse in Milwaukee, and I don't think it was particularly hot in Milwaukee at the time because Milwaukee can get kind of uh, humid and hot. Um, but on, on a, on a sound stage, it gets very hot because there's lights and you can't have the air conditioning on for sound purposes. And it was thermal underwear to protect me from the costume, which was electrical tape. <laughs> they took, um, I don't know, maybe a hundred yards of old school, like you're putting a dimmer switch uh, in your wall and you need electrical tape, uh, just wrapped it around me and uh, it doesn't really breathe, as it mm-hmm. turns out. And I couldn't sit down. I couldn't take it off. So I couldn't pee or otherwise. You couldn't even and admit I co- voltage. I, 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 w- I was very safe from, uh, from spreading voltage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, nobody was going to get any shocks from me, but, uh, except for my incredible acting power. Uh, but... <laughs> It was so hot, and I, I don't know if, I'm, if I'm, I'm, I'm a very claustrophobic person in general. I became incredibly claustrophobic and because I couldn't move. I really couldn't bend my arms. I couldn't sit down, so I had to lean up against a wall like you know an animal with one leg. Oh, yeah, there, there's, there's me. God damn that fucking costume. I, I was basically a trash bag wrapped in tape, and... Uh, and I was playing it cool there. Like if, you, if you're watching the footage, oh, this is my ex-girlfriend, Robia. More on her later. Uh, I, I told uh, one of the costume people or one of the PAs or somebody, I said, uh, look, I'm freaking out right now. Like, internally, I'm going a little crazy. If, um, if, uh, if I point at you, that's our, that's our code, you come running at me with scissors and get me the fuck out of this thing. <laughs> so I, said, I, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. And I said, also, when we're not shooting, I don't want anyone to come anywhere near me because I need to go like basically meditate mm-hmm. because I was um, having palpitations and uh, trouble breathing uh, because I even I couldn't really even take a full breath. So because uh, it was I said, like if I point at you, come at me with a knife and and, and slice me out of this fucker. Um, and then they had to put me. Uh, uh, like not blood packs, but explosive packs. When I got shot, so there was like spark spark packs and shit like oh, that. Man. It was it was very fun though. You got the, squibbed. The, yeah, I got squibbed. I love being squibbed. Uh, not when you're wearing an outfit completely made of electrical tape. Yeah, uh, it was it, it, it was. I'd rather have been actually shot uh, and, and, and murdered. You get some nice the, ventilation. I, I I grew up in a in a Lutheran school, like from preschool till third grade and we would go to sunday school and i i I liked sunday school even though it was cutting into my fucking you know skateboarding time or whatever i did as a three-year-old uh i I liked the stories i liked hearing about jericho's walls coming down and a dude being eaten by a fish and living to tell the tale um but it was lutheran so it was kind of like catholic light like Mm -hmm. there was stained there was stained glass windows 
and the there were altar boys that dressed up and there was good music and it was somber and uh it, it didn't ask a lot of you you, got, you basically just got to sit there and just dig it and you didn't have to sing along a ton and you know and there was no catechism or whatever the the, uh, the rites of the catholic church are you didn't have to do a bunch of shit um and i got to doodle and the, and, the, and the pastor afterward would ask to see my drawings. He didn't care that I wasn't listening, but I was drawing what I was listening to, so he liked that I was drawing. And, you know, I drew a picture of a dude on a cross or whatever. Probably Jesus. Um, can, can either of you name the other two guys that were on the crosses next to Jesus? Uh, Jesus, Mary, <laughs> and Joseph, right? <laughs> yeah. I, see, a lot of people forget that next to Jesus, they had also crucified his mother and his father. People don't rem- yeah. remember that. And that's why you that's, go to church, to learn fascinating historical goodies like that. Well, if Jesus is a criminal, then the true crime was, you know, being his parents. You know you know what Jesus' re- main crime was, Spencer? Um, loving too much. Exactly. You knew what I was going to say. He loved What was it? Much. What was it? I was going to say he loved too much. You oh. fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, you know, you know Jesus... Was seriously, you know, Jesus was laying pipe, man. <laughs> was he really? I don't. Know. He cucked all the Pharisees. What do you think? That's what got him in such hot water. He, he was, cucked all the Pharisees. He was just blasting, blasting nonstop. <laughs> he blasted so hard it withered a fig vine. I, I was on a plane once with uh, with Sam Simon, our, our dearly departed friend Sam, who among other things, was the reason why there's a, a show called The Simpsons. And he told me old Jew jokes, but in the perfect impression of Jackie Mason. <laughs> and uh, and I couldn't get enough of them. I'm like, these are the greatest jokes I've ever heard, but I really can't go out and tell them because I think you have to be an old Jewish writer or an sure. old Jewish comic to, to, to really get a laugh out of these. But, but none of them were like anti-Semitic, obviously. They're just jokes that are only funny... They're, they're funny. They're very Semitic. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. They're they're super Semitic. They're pro. Yeah. They're pro Semitic. <laughs> How do you know so, Sam Simons? What's the why? Well, this is news to me. What's the deal? Um, I, I knew Sam when I was broken, being evicted from my apartment when I was like what twenty seven. I was really really broke and owed everybody money. Uh, I got a job on whose line is it anyway? And I was going to get paid quickly enough to pay the rent in the new place I had moved into. And I was re- literally on the lam from uh, the the, uh, the, the LA uh, sheriffs. I had 24 hours to get out, and it, okay. I just put shit in the trash bags and left. And then I got this job and met Drew Carey. The same week, I got a job on the Norm MacDonald show with yeah. Norm. And, uh, and Laurie Metcalf was one of my fucking favorite actors of all time. And... Uh, I think she should have won the Oscar a couple years ago. And uh, Max Wright and... Uh, uh, fuck, I'm f- blanking on names. Artie Lang. Uh, Artie Lang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pre-nose collapse. And uh, it, was, it was really wild. And, and it was just a very, a very fun experience. I played a lesbian. I, if, if, you go, if you go back and find that episode, I, I play uh, a female nurse. Mm-hmm. And they can't tell if I'm a I'm a guy dressed up as a as a as a woman for Halloween or I'm a a woman who's just dressed up as a nurse for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun, and so that and Sam was an executive producer on that, and so then I uh, 
that next week, I get a, I get a call from my manager. No, here's how long ago it was. I had a pager. I got paged. Uh, pages were things that you used when you were standing in a uh, in a compact disc store uh, buying buying your music, and then sure. somebody would text you nine one one, and that meant like I want to fuck you. What's crazy uh, is they didn't even have pages, but they were called pagers. Yeah, it's true. Uh, totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. You derailed me. Um, so oh, the week later, a week later. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, so my manager Tracy calls me up and she goes, um, "You have a meeting tomorrow at Warner Brothers with Drew Carey, who I just met and did one taping of of Who's Line with." Sam Simon, who I just briefly met on the set of the Norm Macdonald show, and Bruce Helford, who is the other executive producer, who also was executive producer on like Roseanne and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm meeting with three mega millionaires, and I don't know why they wouldn't say why. And I had to find money to put gas in my car, in my shitty old Honda, and I found about 45 cents in my uh, couch cushions that made it through the move from my place to the new place. Mm-hmm. Enough to get my gas tank out of the bottom of the red to the top of the red to make it to Warner Brothers. <laughs> and I hadn't eaten any food that day because I was fucking broke. And they offered me a pilot. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they offered me the lead in a pilot. And I almost, I, to, I told Drew this later. I said, I, I almost asked you guys if I could borrow $5 so I could go to Del Taco for a week. <laughs> like, like, I, like a dollar at Del Taco back then meant something. Probably still does. Um, <laughs> And uh, so that's that's why I met Sam and uh, and Sam, kind of notoriously difficult to work with, kind of a pain. Um, always was the sweetest, coolest dude to me. Uh, we were to, we were at a strip club in Las Vegas together. We'd fly to Las Vegas, and somehow Vegas would find out that Sam Simon was coming, and red carpet would just roll out everywhere he went. Wow. They just knew that he was coming because he's rich. Mm-hmm. We were at a strip club together, the one that's across the street <laughs> from the. Um, the hard rock. <laughs> there was a very attractive dancer who was sitting at our table, and Sam took a cocktail napkin out and drew Bart, Bart nice. Simpson, and mm-hmm. signed it. And he goes, "Put that in your purse. That's going to be worth a lot of money." Wow! Like he, so, he was like Picasso. Uh, but Sam was like the reason why uh, Simpsons first was on the air because he did Tracy uh, Tracy Ullman and put Matt Groening's weird comic strip on the show. But I think he also was responsible for most of the secondary characters like Milhouse and um, Mr. Burns and all that stuff. I think oh, he drew a lot of the characters. So, yeah, he was awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, I heard they were originally going to be called the Sam Symes. Does <laughs> the that Sam make any Sims? sense? I don't know. Is that bad? <laughs> oh, my God. We were at a party at his house one time. Sam had this house in Bel Air. Then he bought the house next to his house. That was a uh, Neutra, uh, the, the great mid-century modern architect, uh, test house. Uh, he bought it and refurbished it exactly to its original 1960s flavor. Mm, mm. And in his office, he had the Eames uh, office set. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? The uh, the Eames like office furniture, like kind of oh yes, boxy kind of compartment, you know, kind of stuff. But I, I was looking at it and it had rust on the hinges. I'm like, because so it wasn't a reproduction. I go, is this original? Eames furniture. I, 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 I go. This is like three hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, <laughs> office equipment. He's like, eh, more than that. <laughs> and <laughs> a fucking like twenty Emmys, like like, like Emmys everywhere. And 
and he's like, these are the only, these are the ones I bothered to pick up because some of them broke, some of them they never even sent me. Like, because Simpsons just kept winning Emmys and stuff like that. Sure. The party kind of broke up, and I was there with a girl, and Sam said, "Hey, um, people are leaving. Do you know any girls that we could invite over?" I'm like, "Yeah, but they're going to be a little on the shady side. So <laughs> like, if I'm going to call in last minute." Uh, female reinforcements but, like, they might include some jumbos you know strippers and stuff like that like some of the sure. uh, you know shady ladies from shady lane do you and mean he's like, jumbos Great. clown room as opposed jumbos to like jumbo room. side sized ladies <laughs> No, Jumbo's Clown okay. Room, the great strip club on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. And if you've not been to L.A. and you've not been to Jumbo's and you haven't been to L.A., uh, <laughs> it's where, um, what's her name? Courtney Love used to dance before she started murdering her husbands for a living. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, it's very heroiny and very good. So, uh, so uh, my friend Nick shows up with like four or five, <laughs> very attractive, but also, you know, th- these are runaways. These are, you know, girls with neck tattoos and whatnot. Sure. Um, they get in the hot tub, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden, the party is over, Sam's Wait. had enough. <laughs> what? Why? Because I, I don't think he was enjoying it anymore, and he wanted to go to bed, and now there's a bunch of <laughs> lunatics in his fucking hot tub. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. And that actually makes sense. He, here's the only time I've seen a party being broken up by the host. In one hand, he had a Louisville Slugger baseball bat, in the other hand, a thirty-eight revolver. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody out! Everybody out! And I took the girl I was with, and you couldn't get out without being buzzed out. Um, <laughs> so I hoisted her over the wall, and in my suit, like I threw my jacket over and fucking scrambled over the wall. I was like, it's time to go. Sure. Uh, like, 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 I'm not waiting for Sam to hit the buzzer and let us out of here. Like, we're, we're going over the fucking 12-foot wall. If you, if you think at any point you have great stories in your life or good I anecdotes, I mean, that. I, I like to think that I've got a couple of goodies. You do. Um, Sam was at a party at his house in Bel Air when he was a kid because he grew up rich. And he walks in on his mother fucking one of the guests, not his father, who was also at the party. <laughs> he walks in on his mom being banged by some old dude. It was Groucho Marx. <laughs> What? His mom was what? fucking Groucho Marx at the party. <laughs> now, Groucho Marx, again, there's another guy who lays pipe. Yeah, oh, tell me about it. <laughs> yes. Groucho Hold Marx me close. Bucks. Hold me close. Closer. Closer. If I was any closer, I'd be behind you. Sam and he pitched a show one time. Sam, Sam <laughs> told me. I think they went to like either USA or FX. I forget which network. It was either early days USA or FX. And it, Norm's totally nervous and hates meetings and, you know, is just overwrought with his own brain. And, again, he's one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen in my life. I fucking love Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, couple, couple minutes into the meeting, Sam tells me, Norm goes, excuse me, um, I'll be right back. I have to go shit myself. He was worried that he was going to shit his pants. <laughs> Went out, was gone for like a half hour. Like, apparently, he might have already shit himself or something. And then he came back in, and the meeting was more or less over. And, 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 like, the, the show never got up because, like, like, oh, you're crazy. But yeah. I, I do love Norm MacDonald. Crazy colon. That didn't work. One other great Sam Simon story, if I may. Um, Sam, as a kid, his, his dog ran away 
up in uh, in Bel Air or Palisades or where, I, th- I forget where he grew up. Either Bel Air or Palisades, or probably both. Um, mm. So he's he's gone around town and he's put up posters of you know a picture of his dog and he's nailing him to trees. And a few days goes by and he's all sad because his dog is probably de- run over or dead or whatever or stolen. And a big Cadillac pulls up in front of Sam's uh, Sam's house, and the passenger door opens and his dog leaps out. And the guy driving the car goes, "Is this your dog?" And Sam goes, "Yes, it was Elvis Presley. <laughs> Elvis <laughs> Presley found his dog." Uh, oh, rich people! Wow. Yeah, Groucho fucked his mom, and Elvis found his dog. I mean, that's just that's just too good to be true. How do you be a girlfriend of Jeff Davis? He never shuts up, and he tells the same seven stories eleven times a night. Well, there's a point to which I'm sure it's uh, you know entertaining, and then it gets. Yeah. What, what is what is my what is my fear? I wonder that if I don't keep talking, that the world will, will stop turning. I think that's, I think that might actually be my deep seated fear is that something terrible will happen if I just ever be quiet. Well, were you talking when nine eleven happened? No, I was sleeping. Exactly. Oh, so there you go. See, don't do this to me, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I really. I've got enough on my plate right now for you to hang fucking 9-11 on me. <laughs> Although, speaking of 9-11, and speaking of me speaking, so, you know what we didn't talk about? There. Maybe mm-hmm. we could talk about next time is the, the, the time that Spencer accidentally sent me and Kevin porn on a text <laughs> communication. That's all the time we got tonight, folks. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's my advice to uh, you Southern California travelers. Never take the fucking train to, to Mazatlan. Uh, there were scorpions on board, and all they had was um, eighty degree tecate, uh, like like hot, like hot as a cup of coffee, uh, and drinking shitty beer in a can that was warm, hot. I would even say, and there was and there was weaponized uh, bugs. There were there were scorpions on board, and I started uh, betting like kind of hardcore gangbanging looking dudes. That I could beat them at shotgunning a beer, which I could. Sorry, I'm burping up either Fernet or Baja Blast. And I won a bunch of money. And then it got kind of ugly. And then I realized, oh, I should give them all their money back because I can't go anywhere. Like, I'm on a train for 20 hours with these motherfuckers. So I very uh, magnanimously gave them all their money back. And half of my friends got um, Giardia, uh, (laughs) pneumonia. Uh, It it was bad. And I I speak a bit of Spanish, so I had to kind of stop fights by by just cooling everybody out. But, uh, ugh. They got Giardia, huh? That's you know that's big in Chicago, right, Kevin? They oh the Giardia, get some of this Giardia on the sandwich, I, I right? Do it on my pizza every week, yeah. Oh, you got to try with Giardia. Wait, are you doing the thing about the the, the, the Italian beef? What's that called? The Giardino? Giardinaire. Yeah, the that's the Giardinaire. joke. Yeah. Oh. Well, you do not want Giardia on your, on, on your hot beef. Uh, we out here at Mazatlan getting the Giardia. I'm from Brooklyn, but I came to Chicago. 
Today's sponsor is getting stabbed in the stomach. Hey, <laughs> do you work hard? Do you work hard? But your your job is your boss is taking too much money. Are you having relationship troubles? Try stabbing yourself in the stomach. Hey, when I when I was uh, coming into to work today, I wasn't having a great job, but I tried stabbing yourself in the stomach, and now I'm feeling way way better. I got the promotion at work. And, you know, just because if we're saying that you can get this product and that it's good, then, you know, how could it be bad? Stabbing yourself in the stomach today. This is so stupid. I can kind of and I I can't do it anymore. I used to be able to do it, but I could kind of do the old Homer Simpson voice back in like the first season, you know, when he sounded a little fucked up. And I I, I can't do it anymore, but I used to be able to do it. But let's give it a crack. Hey there, boy. Let's go get some frosty chocolate milkshakes. That's really good. That's Thanks. That is amazing, Spencer. That's Kevin, okay. have you got one? I cannot I, do a single I, I know that, to save I, my life. I know oh, you that got Kevin it. does a perfect um, John Wayne impression. It, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's one of his famous impressions. Um, well, hello there, Pilgrim. No, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, what just happened? Also, no, Kevin, that. I know Kevin. I, I, I might be putting oh, him on the spot, boy. but your your Rosie <laughs> Perez is one of the one of the most accurate impressions I've ever heard of my life. I, I can't even picture what she sounds like right now. Give, give me just, give me a second of it, Jeff. So I can... no, 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 it's, it's you gotta you gotta be. <laughs> Uh, also, Woody I, I Harrelson. You, you, your Woody Harrelson is also very good. I know this. Because... Um, Woody Harrelson. Okay. Um, well, hey, Coach. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't. I can't think of anything you could say. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. Really impressions good. are just not my thing. Hey, yo, it's me, uh, Rosie Perez. <laughs> get, get, Spencer, get, uh, before we go, and again, thank you, Hapuccinos, for listening. Uh, we're we're going to leave you with Spencer Crittenden's uh, Hulk Hogan, and we'll say uh, we'll, we'll say good night. Hey there, brother! It's me, uh, Rosie Perez, brother. <laughs> Get you some of this devil's lettuce. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. I love you all. Uh, we'll see you on the flip flop. Uh, cheers, Kevin. Cheers, Spencer. Go with God. <laughs> <laughs> brother (laughs) hey guys it's spencer i'm editing this together right now i'm just gonna put this whole DD in i think it's really funny throughout you can't really pick moments it all kind of builds so yeah good luck (gasps) (laughs) last time on that happens our heroes uh, had just got back to town to turn in their quest to Hush Money, and he was like, well, you need to give a full frickin' report to the Council of Olds. I will summon them. Why don't you go ha- hang out, you know, somewhere? And that somewhere turned out to be Old Crunch, the dragonborn mercenary. He took them into his humble abode and fed them hors d'oeuvres and plied them with the sweet sound of mandolin music. But then, uh... Someone showed up on their doorstep. It was spoiled Clements of the old church, uh, telling them that the meeting was about to start. Ooh, boy. 
the our team went to the meeting and there they saw a bunch of old people who were the town council and nothing was happening but then someone else arrived it was i don't know if it was specified but if it wasn't or even if it was a young woman came in and said i have a special announcement to make what was the announcement what was the meeting what would our heroes say or do what is jonathan defever supposed to be doing during all of this he wasn't on the mission i don't know whatever fuck you (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite ending i don't know fuck you yeah sometimes you don't get answers Okay, um, so I, but yeah, I, uh, Fuzzy Nichols de Cavedo, I'm, I'm as curious as anybody else, so I'm gonna just listen and see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right. So the woman, so the woman continues. That's right. A very special announcement, and the announcement is thus: she unrolls a scroll that has a wax seal on it, and she says to the owner. Of the white Clydesdale outside. You are improperly parked and your Clydesdale has been towed. Please see the towing board for, you know, assistance with that matter. And one of the guys, a younger, not super young, but a, a more attractive, definitely a noble dude, is like, oh no, that's my horse. And he runs out, out, out of the, out of the, out of the, apartment no not the apartment out of the council chamber um so yeah that's uh that's so what happens this is a proper civic meeting we're just dealing with uh illegally parked clydesdales various things you know there's all all sorts of business but uh yeah. hush money's like thank you thank you all for being here today uh we got, you know, as you all know, I sent, I sent out an adventuring party to see what was going on in the old house that seemed to be inhabited by ghosts. Well, let's just leave it over to the adventurer to tell us what happened. And uh, he, he gestures towards you, Jeff. Towards me? Yeah. Okay. Well, I said, well, well hey, everybody. Uh I was told there were ghosts in there. It turns out there were uh, some smugglers who, in a kind of a Scooby-Doo fashion, were pretending that it was a haunted house. But what they've been doing is robbing you people and been in cahoots with lizard people across lizard the sea. Lizard people. Harumph, harumph. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph. Harumph. Okay. My bad. Harumph. Um... What we did was we kicked a lot of ass, uh, but I still think that there is a smuggling ring that needs to be dealt with. And also, we we can all go get your stuff back if uh, somebody wants to give me a boat. And I I will go find these people. And the sailor that I am, I I will go... uh, Restore whatever whatever has been lost, but also it has to be for a price. Mm-hmm. Um, one of uh, oh, it's spoiled Clements pipes up and just goes, "Oh, what what were they smuggling?" Uh, there there was fabric, 
<laughs> what else was Trump. there? I forget. Now I, I know. Trump. I know there was textiles. Textiles were involved. There was silk and whiskey. You recall silk and whiskey. <laughs> my silk, my whiskey, me me home steel whiskey. Who the the chamber is getting getting uh, in aroused, and they're like, we must, we must, we gotta figure out what's going on. A boat, get this man a boat. Um, get me a boat. But, um, I, I am a sailor from way back, and uh, you you give me a crew. The, depending on the size of the boat, I'll pick the size of the crew, and we'll go out there. I, I I've got uh, a new friend named Jonathan DeFever, and if Jonathan's willing, I think he'd be a, a very good first mate. Yeah, um, a severe old man with graying hair kind of steps up and he says, "Yes, yes." smugglers are no good of that we can be sure but is the real problem the smugglers themselves or the conditions that created the smugglers and people are like yeah that he's got a he's got a point and someone else is like the smugglers don't even matter what's improbable is that the the cult the cult is on the rise the cult of the cool eye they're pulling all the strings they must be using the smugglers to kind of uh what do you call it fund their business and then people are going like harumph, harumph, harumph. And then I, someone else I, I is asked, like, it's the pirates. Go ahead. I, I asked, what is the cult of the cool eye? Uh, uh, spoiled Clement says, oh, well, I'm just an old church abbess, but the cult of the cool eye has been making noises around town. Sometimes they come and offer people magical powers, and sometimes they just involved in petty scri- the petty crimes and small attacks. But the cult of the cool eye has been, you know, making moves in the salt marsh lately. And I sound like this. Right. And someone else so, is like, the cult's a bad idea, or the cult's bad news, to be sure. But is that really our, 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 our reason here? How could the cult be involved in smuggling? That doesn't make any sense. There's smugglers. There have been smugglers in Saltmarsh for, you know, hundreds of years. So people are kind of arguing. Does anybody have a boat that I can commandeer and captain and go after the... Uh, the smugglers. Um, a younger, probably the youngest guy here. He was maybe twenty. He's a handsome, handsome guy. Looks like a farmer's son, kind of. You know, corn pone ass <laughs> motherfucker. Um, he he kind of gallantly steps forward and says, "I have just the boat." Oh boy, I have just the boat. As we all know, I was a hero once. Some regard me as still a hero, but the time for heroes is needed, and this man is a hero, and a hero deserves my boat. <laughs> a hero's boat. What's your, what, what, what's your name? My name is Walter Solmore. Walter? Uh, how, how many men, or, you know, not to be gender specific, how many people need to be uh, on the boat to crew that uh, well? Oh, this one only takes two skilled hands. And if you know your way around a vessel, that just leaves the need of one person. <laughs> one man. skipper, mayhap, or a, it, or a like... mate. But we're going after a lot of people here. Just a two-handed vessel, that's enough? 
this is the hero's vessel that has, you know, served me when I was killing the death nettle. And the whole the whole council is like applauding and it's like, oh, shit, he got it. Okay, it's good enough for Walter. Why is it not good enough for this guy? And what about this elf? What's this? It was this weird elf. Not even saying anything. Walter, let's me, you and. And Jonathan DeFever, get in this boat and go kick a bunch of ass uh, around town and get these smugglers. That sounds amazing. However, I do have to manage my fishing fleet. He kind of does a big flourish and everyone starts cheering again. <laughs> but I'll be able to, to send an able-bodied replacement in my stead. Why don't we bring the fishing fleet too? I, mean, I think that the more hands to the pump, the better. All hands on dick, as they say. Everyone's kind of whispering and, and making angry sounds like he doesn't even know that fishing is important. Oh, recall the whole fishing fleet just for a simple flight of fancy. But, you know, people are like the the, the nerve of this guy to upturn our economy, you know, I kind of get hip to that and go like, look, I didn't know that you guys were a real fishing community. I'm sorry about that. Like You guys got to, you know, you got to make hay where the sun shines. Okay, Walter, me, you, Jonathan DeFever, we get in your little small boat. Do you think that's enough of an attack? Just three people to go uh, to go deal with a bunch of smugglers? Hey, I'm sure we could spare a few guards, but, you know, we're already tight-handed in the old guarding department. Oh, boy, if an invading force ever showed up on our shores, <laughs> we'd be in some trouble. Well, I say to the victor goes the spoils. And let, let's uh, let's uh, set sail. Let's spread, let's spread a little canvas. Everyone's, like, looking around, and uh, they that don't means- know how to react. That, that means spread a sail, like like let's go, Let, let's. Oh, uh, you get the, the you know the crowd's going like oh okay that actually does okay. make sense. I okay. mean it, it's like the uh, Larry the Cable Guy version of let's get her done. <laughs> Everyone starts cheering wildly. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I didn't realize you were a bunch of hillbilly assholes. But Larry the Cable Guy. Cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that happens, and and Walter he oh, claps what, you on the what, shoulder. What, 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 what oh shit. Say? What did did I just say? I think I said that happens. All right. Now I got to drink twice. And I got to chase it with some uh, various Mountain Dews. And maybe some old beer. No, the old beer is fucking done. Okay. 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 Just just pitching. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Baja Blast on this one. I think that's the way to finish the job here. Oh, no. Burnett Bronca shot. Reaction face. Okay, while while Jeff is doing that, uh, Jonathan says to everybody, you know, we would love to assist all of you in in fighting this for you and defending your village and everything else. But if you're going to ask us, basically strangers, to jump into your fight, we're going to need some provisions. We're going to need weapons you might have to spare. You know, we're going to need some things, some help here. What, what What can you guys spare for us? Oh man. Uh uh what do you call it? Hush money speaks up. He's like, "Oh boy. Well, you know, if you need supplies and stuff, we could we can kind of pull together to try and help you out. But in terms of reward, 
There is a reward. I only have to look it up. Jeff, keep, keep talking about drinking. <laughs> what are you? What are you drinking? Four hundred GP. Four hundred GP is what we can offer for a reward, which is quite a bit. You know, we're not we're not a rich town, right? But it, it, it's just going to be the the, uh, the two of us, or the, like it's, it's just me and Jonathan and a few of our shorthanded guards. Oh, okay. Here we go. Don't let's, expect let's, too let's, much out of them. <laughs> no, they're certainly going to die in the middle of the fight. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, I say, uh, let's set sail. What? Oh, let's oh, like the fishing term, sail. like like the shipping, like the fit, like the boat term. Got it? Yeah, everyone's everyone's going going nuts. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, Walter claps you on the shoulder and kind of walks off with you a little bit. He's like, "Oh man, I see something in your eyes that I had once." He talks like he's like a really big hero, but you you could tell like he's not. You know, he doesn't seem. He seems like a farmer's son that owns a, owns a fishing fleet. Is, is Walter coming with us? I I know he's twenty year old and handsome. Is, is he is he going to uh, join us on this journey? Oh no, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. Walter, I am off to fish. Walter, no, mm-hmm. you you were born a fisherman. You were raised a fisherman. But right now, if you want to save your fishery, you have to come and settle uh, the most immediate crisis, which is which is these smugglers. And if you don't come along with us, I will throw a hook in the water and pull you in like a sea bass and uh, and fillet you and make beautiful sashimi out of you. I think wow. it's time that you muscled up and became what you really are, a warrior. So you see the smile kind of melt off of his face, and he's like, "Man, I like I said, I, you look like a hero. I, I respect that." Uh, here's the Walter, thing: Walter, Walter. this place has been smugglers for hundreds of years. Been, I'm sure plenty of the people in this council, you know, oversee smuggling operations. We don't, we don't care that much about smugglers. If you want to, you know, you do your thing. You know, the council holds could put another notch on their belt, a hand of four hundred dollars. What, 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 you know. what do you care about, Walter? What, what what is it that you care about aside from fish? What do you mean aside from fish? I'm a goddamn peasant. This is what we do. I, I, I pick a job and I do it my whole life and then your I fucking die of dysentery. Your, your, your families will be uh, throttled by the thievery of these smugglers. If you don't want to lend a hand, you don't have to. But when, if and when we fail and you weren't there to help, I want you to know that it was Walter who chose being just a workaday fisherman over being a hero. Again, not not my job to say what you do with your life. You be the best Walter you can be, but uh, we could certainly use a hand in this fight, and I, I think in the long run, you, everyone that you know is going to benefit from that. He goes, look, I know you're you're not wrong. You're trying to do the best by you. I respect that. I respect what you're trying to do, but but let's just let me leave these cards on the table. Okay. If the person whose smuggling operation this is, you know, found out that I was spearheading the charge to end it, that could be a big problem for me. 
you know, a lot of fishing boats can can burn down. So I feel like I am putting my neck out here a little bit, you know, just because uh, you know, I'm a bit of a hero around these parts. So you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just stand idly by. You know, I don't respect smugglers. Don't get me wrong, but it's a respectable business, and uh, and I just can't. I don't want to, don't want to be seen around here, you know, championing the death of all these smugglers. That could be, that could be bad for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know what, Walter? Um, you do what you want to do, and uh, while I'm out there risking my neck for only 400 gold pieces, or whatever it was, I hope that when everything works out in our favor, your favor, that you look back on this moment and uh, are proud of yourself. Uh, where's my persuasion? I have Can plus I six persuasion. Yeah, go, go ahead. What do, you, John. what do you have? I got six too. So, Walter, I, I understand what you're saying, but you have to understand, you know, where there are smugglers, there become pirates, and where there are pirates, there become raiders. And you don't want a problem with your fishing boats. I understand that, but if we don't nip this in the bud now, you're you're Fishing boats are in danger either way. This is the time to stand up. This is the time to fight. Will you join us? All right, roll it up. What do I roll up? Plus six. D20 plus six. D20 plus six. If I got that right from listening yeah, you, to you. Yeah, I got said six. 13 plus six, so. Oh, shit. 19. 19. Damn. <laughs> He's like, you know what? You know what? You're right. I'll be out on the dock tomorrow. And I guess we'll do this thing together. Because, you know what? You might not know your way around Saltmarsh, but you do know truth. And the truth is, pirates might have been here for hundreds of years secretly calling the shots in the politics of this town, but, you know, that's not going to stop me from pursuing your small-minded idealism. So let's get these guys! Wait, did he just say small-minded idealism? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think do, he do wants I, to go, but... Do I want to smack this dude? That, that, that seems like a little bit of a diss. Didn't you threaten to disembowel the guy or something? No. I mean, I, 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 I certainly you might threatened. have, yeah. All right. I mean, all right. I, I pull, I, I pull Jonathan. Uh, decide, Jonathan, decide, Jonathan DeFever as a side. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, do we really want this guy on the on our crew? You he seems want like a very reluctant. You were. I, mean, I, I was following your lead here. I thought we we needed I, him. I, I, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah. But I dig. But like he. Is it better if it's just if like the ship that sails fastest uh, goes alone? Like, do we do we want this motherfucker on here, or do, do we just say, "All right, we, we were just fucking with you"? I, I I don't know. He seems like he's going to be more of a burden than, than a help. I I I agree with you here. Um, Right. Uh, take him well, or leave him at this point. I, I think I think we have to ask him. I walk over to uh, to to what's his name, Walter. Walter, hey man, we mm-hmm. didn't mean to bully you into this shit. This is going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight for your 
families' livelihoods. If you don't want to go, now is the time to say no. Oh, no, you got me all fired up. I'd be an absolute fool to, to back down now. Okay. Bright okay. and early. Tomorrow morning. Get your supplies. Right. Uh, w- w- wheels up at 6 a.m., everybody. Uh, uh, you're... Everybody, 6 a.m. <laughs> All right. He charges off. Uh, okay. Like, psyching him suck. Psyching himself up. Yeah. I don't right. Um, All right. So, you got the ship going to be ready tomorrow. Um, if you want to marshal up any, any other support, you know, you got this 400 gold. Oh, uh, also, Hush Money kind of, he, he runs up to you after what's-his-face-leaves, and he's like, oh, here's your other 100 gold. Forgot. My bad. See ya. Good luck. All right. Now, is, is there a place to go to um, get, like, more weapons? Like, is, is there an armory or anything that we can get some more some more supplies? More like- There's an armor, yeah, like a blacksmith and, and, and like, a, a, a regular supply guy, and... Um, uh, you also think that maybe what's it called? The big copper could make you stuff because he's an artificer by trade. He copper, might be able to stealth. Th- didn't the big copper just say fuck off and like, like he was? Done? He said he had business to attend to. Okay, I want to go talk to the big copper. All right, um, you you hunt down to the big t- copper in an alley, looking at uh, various bits of of minerals and stuff from a mineral dealer. And he's like, "Hey there, baby." Hey, Big Copper, um, we're about to go kind of on a mission to deal with these smugglers, and uh, I would be very happy if you wanted to come along. I understand if you don't. I can dig that. Ooh, baby, I'd love to, but I gotta be real. We already did a mission, and I didn't get paid from that. I thought we were gonna get paid. Did he ever say we were getting paid? I'll get you... I will get you paid. I'll give you 400 gold... Uh, that I'm going to get on this new one, I-, I will pay you that first money out. That'll be your money. What will you pay? You'll pay me $400? Or gold, gold pieces, as I sometimes yeah. call them? Euros. I think I think we're dealing in euro now. Euros? 400? You'll just give me all 400 of those euros? Well, we, we, need, we need somebody as tough as you to come help us out. We could really use the help. Yeah, no problem, baby. Oh, four hundred? Are really four hundred? You know what? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right then. Okay. Well, so, well, now you're making me feel like this is a bad bargain. Uh, I, I, I'm well, not going to walk it back to two fifty, but you like uh, I, I said four hundred. Yeah. Well, just if hypothetically the entire reward for the quest was four hundred, and you promised me that entire amount, okay, that right, would mean you, you weren't getting any. Okay, two hundred, two hundred. Let's let's call it two hundred. One fifty, and we'll call it a deal. What? Okay. Well, now you're walking it down. All right. No, <laughs> we're gonna split it evenly. Two hundred, two hundred gold pieces a piece. All right. It's a deal, and he 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 shakes your hand, looking over at. Um, at Jonathan DeFever going like, I don't know what he, I don't know. He's not good at art, uh, bartering. <laughs> He's not good at bargaining. Um, anyway, well, okay, when when we meeting, baby? Uh, s- 6 a.m. Uh, down at the docks, we're, we're setting sail. Alrighty. 
Oh, speaking of which, I was just on my way to meet someone. Were you doing anything, or you got to get supplied? Are you busy? I, I my my uh, my calendar's pretty open right now. All right. Well, we gotta we gotta pay pay a visit to uh, old Captain Zendros, if you don't mind. Captain Zendros. Oh, Captain Zendros. Cliffhanger! I think that's a cliffhanger, right? <laughs> that's fine, yeah. <laughs>